Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I listened to as a young man, and here I am now playing them for your enjoyment. And also to introduce to a younger generation that fabulous art form known as jazz. We also discuss politics and current issues. I'm in the studio, as always, with my good friend for over 60 years and co-host, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, how you doing, good brother? Hey, what's happening, brother? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. Here, we got another podcast going today, bro. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Missed, missed last week. Yeah, we missed you last week, man. Yeah, yeah, you had a great podcast, though. Yeah, thank great. you, man. You were bathing in the sun down on those islands. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, man. That's good. I, you know, you know me, man. The only sunbathing I do is on uh, Brighton Beach or Manhattan Beach. <laughs> uh, that's the extent of it. Good places to be. <laughs> yeah, but you had a good time. Yeah, it was really nice. Really had a nice time. Good. Really had a nice time. Stayed in the water mainly. Yeah. I know the water was crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, you didn't, uh, that hurricane wasn't coming near you. No. Didn't t- uh, it made me rain like one night it rained real hard, but, you know, it was in the night and didn't affect us. Oh, that's good. had a couple of showers. That's about it. But the weather was beautiful. I mean, it was really beautiful. That's good, man. You know, that, good, but yeah. that, I'll tell you what, that ocean is like getting into a hot tub. That's how warm it is in there. Not maybe as hot as that, but very hot. The ocean is hot. For this Will you thing. say it's uh, hotter than normal or yeah, usual? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely hotter than normal. Would you think that's due to global warming? 100%. Uh, yeah, I know they were talking about the waters off Florida being 90 degrees. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Crazy. All right, folks, man. Uh, you know, we always start the podcast off with a song that deals with issues of social justice, the human condition. And since this podcast is about Latin jazz, uh, we're going to start off with a fabulous, absolutely fabulous poet, a Dominican Republic, Republican Dominican American Dominican American poet from Harlem. She was the 1922 Poet Foundation named her the year's Young People's Poet Laureate, and I'm talking about Elizabeth Acevedo. Elizabeth Acevedo, and here's a poem that she does called Afro Latina. And if you haven't listened to her poetry, man, check it out on uh, YouTube and the internet, Elizabeth Acevedo, and this is Afro-Latina. Afro-Latina, camina conmigo, salsa swagger anywhere she go, como la negra tiene tumbao azúcar, dance to the rhythm, beat the drums of my skin, Afro-descendant, the rhythms within the first language I spoke was Spanish. 
learn from lullabies whispered in my ear. My parents' tongue was a gift which I quickly forgot after realizing my peers did not understand it. They did not understand me. So I rejected habichuela and mangu, much preferring Happy Meals and Big Macs, straightening my hair in imitation of Barbie. I was embarrassed by my grandmother's colorful skirts and my mother's ebroki ingli, which cracked my pride when she spoke. So shit, I would poke fun at her myself, hoping to lessen the humiliation. Proud to call myself American, a citizen of this nation, I hated caramel-colored skin. Cursed God, I'd been born the color of cinnamon, how quickly we forget where we come from. So remind me, remind me that I come from the Tainos of the Rio, the Aztec, the Mayan, los Incas, los Españoles con sus fincas buscando oro, and the Yoruba Africanos que con sus manos built a mundo nunca imaginado. I know I come from stolen gold, from cocoa, from sugarcane, the children of slaves and slave masters, a beautifully tragic mixture, a sancocho of erased history, and my memory can't seem to escape. The thought of lost lives and indigenous rape, a bittersweet bitterness, a feeling innate, the soul of a people past, present, and fate. Our stories cannot be checked into boxes. They are in the forgotten, the undocumented, the passed down spoonfuls of arroz con dulce at abuela's knee. They're the way our hips skip to the beat of cumbia, merengue, y salsa. They're in the bending and blending of backbones. We are deformed and reformed beings. It's in the sway of our song, the landscapes of our skirts, the azúcar beneath our tongue. We are the unforeseen children. We're not a cultural wedlock. Hair too kinky for Spain and too wavy for dreadlocks. So our palms tell the cuentos of many tierras. Read our lifeline, birth of intertwined moonbeams and starshine. We are every ocean cross. North Star navigates our waters. Our bodies have been bridges. We are the sons and daughters. El destino de mi gente, black, brown, beautiful. Viviremos para siempre, afro-latinos hasta la muerte. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is powerful. What a poem, Larry, man. Wow, that was beautiful, man. Hey, woo. Man, she, like you said, the word is powerful. And the way that she uh, intertwines uh, the Latin and, and the uh, English together, woo, and, and, you know, without, yeah. without skipping a beat. Yeah, I, I love when, when spoken word can put together history, can put together the, the picture and historical development of, of social issues. Uh, and, and and address the issue of identity, man. You know, Afro Latina is the name of that poem. This sister is bad. Uh, I was listening to some of her stuff on uh, YouTube. She had one, the rat old, like it's old to the rat. It's not a bad poem, man. Oh wow, she is very creative. So, folks, if you haven't heard her, look her up, check her out because she has a lot to say. All right. Uh, Elizabeth Acevedo. This show is about Latin jazz. Latin jazz, man, and Latin jazz has a long history. We're talking about music from El Barrio in East Harlem all the way to the tip of, of Argentina and Chile. South America, the Caribbeans, Man, there's this fusion of music known as Latin jazz. And we're going to play some of it. Uh, 
and try to get a sense of the diversity of Latin jazz. Okay, man, you know, I want to first give a little shout out to the people of Ecuador. Believe it or not, that country, they had a, a referendum and the people voted against oil drilling and oil big business in the rainforest. And that is a major, major accomplishment for the environment and the fight against climate change. And here's a you know, country that, that's not that well off economically, and you would think they would want all this business interest and growth, but they say no, environment first. Uh, and so they're not going to drill in the rainforest in Ecuador. No oil drilling. Well, that's, that's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy that the people are able to get together and and get this referendum referendum through. Um, I just hope that the government, the powers that be, will allow it to happen. Oh yeah, it's going to happen, bro. It's going to happen, man. And uh, that's that's a major movement. You know, Latin America has a long history of being oppressed by big business. Yeah, and being taken advantage from you know. Uh, the American Sugar Company is all the way down. You named the business. And for them to say no, I mean, the rainforest, man, plays an important factor and role in the ecological system. And uh, we yeah, need to Yeah, if we get rid of the rainforest, we won't be having enough oxygen probably in, to, do, uh, to live. A lot of stuff imbalance will occur. Yeah. And even lot. the ocean. You, you cause disruptions in the ocean. You talk about earlier the uh, temperature. It disrupts the ecology of the planet. Yeah. I mean, there's a balance with nature, man. And we, 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 every time we, <coughs> we, we do things that um, disrupts that balance, there are consequences, and they usually are not good. Okay, man. Let's um, before we get into uh, discussions of issue of an issue, let's uh, play a little Latin jazz, man. And I'm going to kick things off with a with a, a dude that's that's bad. That's all I can say. The brother is bad, you know. Jerry Gonzalez and his Fort Apache band, man. Unfortunately, this brother has passed, but his work is is fusion jazz, Latin fusion jazz. He was a member of the Eddie Palmieri band for four years. He worked with numerous positions from Archie Shep, Woody Shaw, Tito Puente, Ray Barreto, numerous. And, and he fused traditional American jazz with Latin beats and rhythms. Uh, he became a band leader in 80 and 82. He formed the Fort Apache Band. So you know where they're from, man. They're from the Bronx. <coughs> um, and uh, that group blended post-bop jazz and Latin music. So he was, that was his thing, man, this blending of, of music. He eventually went on to move to Spain um, before he died. And he was working in Spain trying to fuse jazz with flamingo. Uh, so a real innovator, a real creator, a jazz man, a Latin jazz man. Here is uh, Jerry Gonzalez and the uh, 
Fort Apache Band. He plays kunga and trumpet.
Wow, man. That's Jerry Gonzalez and the uh, Fort Apache Band. Man, that was some blending of Latin rhythms and jazz. Oh, I love the way that uh, that it blended. It's it really fusion. Uh, the way that he, he went, like, uh, mainly jazz, and then, then there was that a point switched. at which he switched. Yeah. And it was beautiful, the way that that... Yeah. Yeah. It Did it with fun. the cookies and the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Jerry Gonzalez, man. Uh, That's real. the first time I've heard him. I think. Oh yeah, he's an innovator, man. And Fort Apache Band, man, they they did some good stuff, man. And um, uh, he's a brilliant musician. He's he was uh, played with a lot of folks, been around, and done some good stuff. Folks, we're doing Latin jazz. Uh, one of the reasons why we're doing Latin jazz is because I haven't done Latin jazz in a while. And uh, a good friend of mine, uh, a week, a few week, a week ago, week and a half ago, when it was my birthday, wrote me on Facebook, "Happy birthday!" And he said, "I, I love listening to your your podcast, but hey, brother, now this is a good friend of mine. He, me, and him were roommates in Harlem uh, in the '80s. My friend Vigilio. He said, "What about Latin jazz, man? You forgetting us?" And I said, "Oh." oh. <laughs> I got to play some Latin jazz with my good brother, Vigilio. And also my, my brother, Ronald, who's a Sasa fan. So uh, we're going to mix it up some more with some Latin jazz. But before we get there, man, I'm, there's a little topic I'd like to discuss with you, Larry. And it has to do with aging, man. You know, I recently had my birthday, turned 77. Uh, don't say nothing, brother, because I know yours is right around the corner. Oh, but still around the corner, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Still around the corner, but that corner is not too far away. Uh, so we're getting up there, you know. Yeah, And sure. uh, some things occur with aging. You know, sometimes older adults have a sense of loss of control over their lives due to health problems like failing eyesight, hearing loss, or other physical changes. And also you have external pressures such as limited financial resources, man. You know, you, have, you live on fixed income and that doesn't necessarily make adjustments for inflation and increased costs. Uh, these and other issues often give rise to negative emotions. A lot of people, you know, we know or may know or people who are up there, you know, you may have retired like I'd retired at 62 and now I'm 77, man. I've been retired 15 years. You know, um, and, 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 and so I am do completely different things, but some people don't do much of anything. And uh, because of the various loss of income, lack of interest, man, and physical decline, they seem to experience some negative emotions of sadness, anxiety, you know, loneliness, low self-esteem, which in, in turn can lead people, old seniors, to... Uh, become socially isolated, withdrawn, and apathy. And that can lead to a sense of depression. And this is not serious depression, but it's depression, still in all. And it's a sort of chronic depression that is reoccurring and persistent. And unless things are done, this chronic de depression can affect you know, the, the seniors both physically and uh, mentally. And I know there's periods where I don't have anything to do and I kind of feel lost because I spent so much of my life doing this, doing that, doing everything. So, you know, how do you define your self-worth when you get to be 
70 and over. And uh, a lot of people listening to this podcast may be younger than us. And if that is the case, then remember, you know, uh, your life expectancy will even be longer. You can expect to be in the 90s. If you're in your 50s and 40s, expect to live easily into the 90s and expect to work full time easily into the 70s. All right. So that chronic depression, if it's unaddressed, and you know, and it could be addressed by adjusting your lifestyle, getting involved in things, new things, uh, finding purpose and meaning um, is extremely important. If not, that chronic depression can lead, especially if you have a predisposition, to a much more serious kind of clinical depression. And uh, clinical depression with people are very serious. It's not part of normal aging. But it can happen, you know. Uh, that's that persistent, sad, anxious, empty mood where you feel helplessness and worthlessness, including hopelessness, irritable. You don't want to get out of the bed. You lose interest in everything. There's no more pleasure. Decreased energy. Uh, difficulty concentrating and remembering. Problems with sleep. You know, there's always, when you know there's difficulty with sleep, there's usually something physically going on or mentally going on. Eating problems. Either you eat more or eat less. And most important about clinical depression, this is severe depression, that it can lead to attempts and possible suicide. Larry? Yeah, um, I, I retired when I was 61, and I was like in 2007, retired from one job, and then I worked another year at another job. And I remember the biggest thing about that for me was like when I finally uh, stopped working, uh, I felt the loss. Uh, the biggest loss for me was that my card no longer meant anything. My business card no longer meant anything. Uh, not in social events, but every once in a while when I was out, I would give somebody my card, and that no longer existed. Yeah, I can dig it. So I felt a certain way about that. And I did go through periods of, of times where I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't get out of bed. I Actually, even today, I can sleep all day long without a problem. Mm. And I have to force... What, is, what I'm so grateful about is that uh, a friend of mine told me about uh, volunteer work at the Holy Apostle Soup Kitchen. Yeah. That was my first thing. Uh, and then I got um, a thing of teaching people there uh, computers. And then the next thing that happened for me was I started volunteering at the New York Public Library. And uh, once again, it was... Uh, teaching up computer class and then also assisting uh, uh, people with English as a second language. So I found a way to f f uh, fill the gaps. Right. But I know, like, if I didn't have that, I would just, you know, I mean, I, I used to go to the gym. That used to help a little bit. Yeah. But it wasn't the same thing. As getting up every no. day. The gym is only an hour out the day, yeah, bro. Yeah. What do you do yeah. when you come home? But I, yeah. I can understand what you say. Yeah. 
Excuse me. Yeah. I think everybody went through that. And see, you redefine yourself because yeah. that was nothing, nowhere near the work that you did. You were a banker. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, wow. But so I hear you, Larry. I hear you. Same here, man. I had to redefine myself, and I think most people do. And I think those people who don't redefine themselves, I think it takes a toll physically and mentally. Yeah, yeah. I can see it easily. I can see. I can easily fall into it uh, myself. And I didn't identify it as depression. You know, I was in denial about that. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I just want to sleep. You know, that was my attitude. But now today I know, like, that is probably a form of, of depression when you just sleep all the time and yeah, you know not yeah. feel like yeah like you're worth as much as what you were worth back then yeah you know it's interesting that you said the business card I can understand it because you know we we had titles yeah yeah and yeah. we had that identity attached to that title and our sense of self worth was attached to that title and that title was basically what you did yeah you know. And then people ask you, okay, well, you know, how you doing? What you doing, man? You had that to give. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's an emptiness when you say, oh, I'm retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's something, you know, ongoing, man. And, you know, uh, we can say now we do podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that that really helps. Yeah, that man, helps. it's things that we do that 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 helps to redefine us. You yeah. know, one door closes, another door opens. Yeah. All right, man. That's a little talk on on aging and depression, and you know, either you you're going through it or you may go through it. But if, I know one thing: you will, if you're around, you will age. Yep. And if you will age, your life will change over time. And if you work, you're going to reach the point where that's no longer so. And you spend the majority of your hours five days out of the week, some people six days out of the week, work-related. Everything rotates around your work. And when that is gone, how do you fill that gap? Yeah. And, okay. Uh, Latin jazz, folks. Latin jazz. You know, we listen to... Uh, Jerry Gonzalez and the Fort Apache Band, and we listened to a fabulous poet, uh, Evelyn uh, Acevedo, on Afro-Latina. And let's expand this issue of Latin jazz and bring it down to someone from Brazil, a song that came out in 1965, and it won 1965 Song of the Year, Record of the Year, the Grammy Award for Best Album, Best Jazz Instrumental. And I'm talking about a Astro Gilberto, Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova, the girl from Ipanipa. <laughs> With Stan Getz. Oh, but he watches so sad. 
From Ipanema. Uh, that was a, Ipanema is a is a beach uh, outside or near Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, and I remember when that song came out and this whole concept of this music called bossa nova, yes. and uh, that was Stan Getz on the sax, and you know Stan Getz is a sax is a jazz man, yeah. So uh, Latin jazz, brother. That was you know, the other thing that was in there that was really kind of. That that reminded me of Latin music was a xylophone, uh, and the, the lightness, the little way that the guy was playing it, yeah, uh, reminded me of some of the uh, uh, j- uh, Latin jazz albums that I've heard. Where, uh, like Cal Jada, yeah, Cal Jada, number one, uh, who puts that on, puts it on, really yeah. does. So that was really a good, and she's a beautiful little lady too. Yeah, she recently she's, died. She just yeah, recently died. She recently passed away. Yeah, and that was a very popular song, man. Uh, yeah. when it first came out, it was in their sixties. Uh, I think it was nineteen sixty four that when it came out, she was on the Ed Sullivan show too. Yeah, yeah, I remember, remember her. Yeah, remember that. yeah, and uh, that expanded what we knew jazz to be. And it expanded our notion of Latin jazz, cause Latin jazz was just not Puerto Rico or the or, or Dominican Republic. It was just not Latin. That being just Latin music, but you had all the music coming from South America, man. Yeah, yeah. And these fabulous musicians, and in fact. Here's the next guy who came from South America, man. My man from Argentina. And man, did he kick it, Gato Barberi. Yeah, Gato Barberi, man. This brother got into first free jazz. He was into the free jazz movement, and then he moved into Latin jazz and his recordings in the 1970s. He, re- he died in 2016. 
Uh, but he was influenced by Charlie Parker. So Charlie Parker influenced people even in Argentina. Yeah. Um, and this album, man, Ruby, I have that album, man. And, and this is a smoking album, Gato Barberi. So let's uh, take a listen to Gato Barberi's Ruby that was uh, recorded in 1977.
Wow, Gato Barberi, man. Larry, man, the brother can play. Yeah, I like his uh, raspy sax. It has like a raspy sound to it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, yeah, I also can hear a little bit of Argentina tango music. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Very much so. Yeah. But that was, that was, when he came on the scene, man, people would say, whoa. Uh, yeah, he really, he really hit the scene like with a big blast. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, in the 70s, 1977, I think, when he recorded Ruby. Uh, but and he continued to play. Uh, Last Tango in Paris, was it? Yeah, he played Last Tango in Paris um, all the way into 2016, I think, when he passed away. I think he passed away in 2016. Yeah. Uh, so he, he was here and doing it for a while. Yeah, man. yeah. Doing it for a while, man. So when we talk about Latin music, folks, and Latin jazz, man, we have to include those fabulous Latin musicians from Latin America like Gato Barberi and uh, uh, many others. But we also know them brothers who we know in New York City, and we danced off in the 60s, Cal Jada and Eddie Palmieri. Man. Everybody I knew knew this piece, Piccadillo. Uh, it was done in 1966, and you couldn't go to a party, you couldn't go to a dance without, at some point, this being played. Oh, yeah. Uh, I never got on the floor for this one, man. Piccadillo. Cal Jada, Eddie Palmieri. Recorded in 1966.
Oh, yeah. Absolutely smoking. Cal Jaden and Eddie Primary. It was like in the 60s, man. If you were young African-American or Latino, there was two albums you had to have. This with Cal Jada and Eddie Primary and Azuka Pati. Azuka Pati. Yeah. 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 This is bad. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, you heard that trombone in there? Yeah, yeah, about the uh, Barry Rogers. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking it, man, kicking it. Man, at that time in this city, the music that African Americans and blacks listened to was the same. It was this closeness and culture. We were sharing the projects together, sharing the schools together. And uh, in the 60s, and then came the 70s, man. And the 70s hit us with Boogaloo. And there was no, no group better at that than those Latin artists. Joe Cuba, Johnny Cologne, and Joe Baton. I'm talking about going back to Georgia. I'm talking about bang, bang, and beep, beep, you name it. You had to have their music at a party. Yep, yep. Uh, So we're going to slow it down, man, and take it back uh, to one of Joe Cuba's songs, man, that bring black memories. And if you were in a house party, this is the song you wanted to get get up and dance off. Joe Cuba, to be with you. Mom. 
That was Joe Cuba, man. These cats, Joe Cuba, uh, Johnny Cologne, and uh, Joe Baton, man, these cats were some beautiful musicians, man. They brought in that Latin boogaloo and they, that Latin music, man. They were like fabulous. I wanted to play that because that's such a sweet song to be with you. And he sings that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. You only got time for maybe one or two more pieces, folks. And here's a, uh, a piece by Ray Barreto uh, called El, El Hijo de Abatela. And Obatala is the Orisha, one of the Orishas in the Yoruba tradition. And this is a piece he did, uh, Ohio de Obatala, the son of Obatala. Sit back and enjoy. Great Barreto.
Ray Benedetto, Ray Benedetto, you know, from Puerto Rico, uh, percussionist, conga player. Larry, how'd you like that? That's beautiful. That was beautiful. I just wanted to give a shout out to my daughter, Angela. She's doing a, um, <clears throat> she's doing a, uh, a 5K tomorrow, uh, a 10K on Saturday, and a half marathon on Sunday in Puerto Rico this weekend. Wow. So all just, three all three, three days? Uh, three days, yeah. She's down there now. Oh, that's fabulous, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we could have did three days no, like that. I don't think Even so. Even in our <laughs> prime when we were running. Yeah. I don't think we could have Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Oh man, that's cool, man. You know, uh send her my regards too, man. Yeah, that's 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 fab- fabulous. It's amazing how this running thing has taken off. Yeah, folks, if you don't know it, me and my man Larry and some of my other good buddies, man, we was running in the '60s. People used to jump out of the way in the streets. I think some <laughs> of them wanted to call the cops on us. But we were running, and when we when we used to run around Prospect Park, 1967, 68, 69, there were very few people running. Yeah. Yep. And this was this group of black guys running. We had no running shorts or none of that stuff. We just ran. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was even before the first marathon. Uh, but uh, now I'm glad to see that it took off running and so many people are getting into it. Yeah, it's a very healthy activity. Yeah, absolutely, man. We got to play Mongo, man. We can't go out about Latin jazz without paying, you know, country, without paying homage to Mongo Santa Maria because his song Afro Blue is a jazz classic. So, Mongo Santa Maria, Afro Blue.
Bongo Santa Maria, Afro Blue, Larry. Man, that is so beautiful. I love the, the way he plays those drums. It is like, forget the Congo. I mean, I think he's like the, the master of the Congo. Uh, it's like I could hear that African beat. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 that Afro-Cuban like, rhythms, man. Yeah, oh man, it was so strong. Yeah. Yeah. And then that flute, I don't know who was playing flute, but it was really, really good. Oh yeah, man, that's that's a jazz classic, man. Uh, written by Mango Santa Maria, Afro Blue. Well, folks, you know it's getting it's it's about that time, man. Uh, we try to show some of the diversity of Latin jazz, going from the Bronx to El Barrio, East Harlem, to Brazil, to Argentina, to Puerto Rico. Uh, and Cuba. I hope you enjoyed this uh, tribute. And we just touched the tip of the iceberg. That's for sure. Yeah. There's so much good music, Latin jazz that's out there. Yeah, yeah. And there's some new cats out there, man, that's kicking it hard, kicking it hard. Larry, my good brother, I'm glad you're back. Glad you're here. Enjoy having you here. Enjoy being here, man. This was really good. This was a good show, by the way. Thank you. I love, you know, I love Latin music. Absolutely, And this man. Latin jazz is, yeah, true. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a plus. And I have to give a shout-out to Elizabeth Acevedo on that yeah. poem, Afro-Latina. Oh, that was Man. Man. strong. Well, folks, it's that time, and we're going to go out on a piece by Bobby Sanabia. New Orican Sun. And I would like to thank you for listening. And don't forget to tune in to us again next week. And as always, folks, until the next time, peace and love. Bobby Sanabia, New Orican Sun. Mm-hmm.